0: your Bibles with you this morning, then turn with me, if you would, to the Gospel of John, the 10th chapter, John chapter 10. As I mentioned before, I had another message that I was going to speak, and actually uh, much of the worship and, and the song that the children just did confirmed the message that God has changed it to. And so I know the amen of heaven's on it, and, and uh, just pray that we got eyes to see and ears to hear, and that God can break through into our lives with his truth, amen? Father, we ask that right now in Jesus' name. God, speak to every heart. Open up, Lord God, our hearts, our minds. God, the depths of our souls. God, to receive from you this morning. God, it's it's so important that we do in the day that we live. And Lord, I just pray that you would elevate your kingdom this morning above all other kingdoms. God, we know that it is, but Lord, help us to see it the way that it is. And God help us to enter in to all that you have for us for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, <clears throat> uh, you know Jesus came for for several reasons. Uh, we know they are they're listed in the. In the scripture, he came to seek and save them that are lost. Amen. At one point, uh, we were lost. We were without hope. Amen. Walking and, 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 and floundering around in the kingdom of the darkness, in the kingdom of this world. And he came to seek and save them that were lost. He came to serve, the Bible says, and not be served. He had a servant's heart. He came to serve the Father. He came to serve humanity and put on display what kingdom living looks like and how you can walk in freedom and enjoy. He came to restore the things that were stolen from us. Amen. He came to restore eternal life. He came to restore the things that the enemy had stolen since the fall. Amen. And, 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 And to bring that back to us. He came to destroy the works, it says in 1 John, of the devil to destroy the the opponent, the enemy of our lives, has been defeated. Amen? The works has been defeated, and we can enter into that victory. He came to establish a kingdom in our present-day life, something that we can walk in and function in right now. He came to give us life in this supernatural kingdom. And and where we're going to begin this morning, it says, He came to give us life and life more abundantly. And this is, is really, the, the, John 10.10 is the foundation of the message, it's not really the heart of it, but I, I want to lay this foundation before I jump into what God has spoken. Very familiar scripture, and, uh, and, and I know probably all of us could quote it here this morning, but my heart's desire is that we'll receive a revelation of this uh, like we've never had before. And, and with that revelation, God will deposit some ki- kingdom reality and truth in our lives that will help us to enter into this abundant life. He says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. It. He says, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Nowhere in the scripture will you see such a clear contrast... Amen. Of the God and the enemy, God and Satan. Amen. He says the thief comes. He come for a purpose. He wants to steal. He wants to kill. He wants to destroy your life. Amen. And and I I like it that it's so clear because I'm kind of a slow learner. And sometimes we have a hard time discerning, well, is this God or is this the enemy? Is this God just trying to grow my character and trying to make me stronger and try to be, or is this the devil bringing this into my life? Well, here you, you see what's at the root. Now, anything the enemy throws in our life, any circumstance we go through, any situation we go through, anything we have to battle, God says, I won't waste it. If we're trusting him, amen, he said, all things work together for good to them amen, that love God, that's, our, that's what qualifies us for this scripture, and are called according to his purpose. If we're trusting him, we're loving him, we're following him, there isn't anything the enemy can throw in our path that God won't bring about his redemptive purposes through it. He won't waste it in our life. But it didn't necessarily come from him. And we live in a culture today where everyone wants to blame God for negative things, amen, amen, And they don't really want to worship him and praise him for the good things. And I don't don't think we can have it both ways. Here, there's a clear distinction. The thief. You could say Satan. Jesus, Jesus is describing his nature and character of the enemy here. He's a thief. The Bible says he's a liar and the father of all lies. He's a murderer. Amen? And and this fits in with it. He's a thief. The thief comes not except to steal. He's a murderer, to kill, and to destroy. And then we have the kingdom contrast. But I've come. Amen? I have come that they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Not just life. He didn't say, I've come that they might survive. I've come that they, that they might be able to just endure. I've come that they can, that they can hang on and develop a grip just to, just to hang on until I come. No. God wants us to have kingdom life now. He wants to have life and more abundantly right here, right now. He wants some heaven on earth. He wants us to live from heaven to earth. Amen? Amen. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. We we have a new beginning. Amen. He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Do you know you're righteous this morning? Amen. Well, the, the foundation that is being laid here today is that God is a life giver. He's come to give us life and not just any life, but abundant life. He wants us to encounter abundant life. Now, I don't know about you, But sometimes I slip out of that. (laughs) Amen? Sometimes I don't feel, if I I look at my emotions, I look at my feelings, I look at my circumstances, that maybe this abundant life that Jesus was talking about might be for somebody else. It's it's not really attainable. You can't really hang on to it. See, that's the thief trying to steal. That's the thief trying to kill. That's the thief trying to destroy. But God says, no, I've I've come to show you a better way. I've come to give you, amen, a a, a greater existence. I've come to pour in the life that flows from a relationship with me that will sustain you through anything. Mm -hmm. Now, this word life in the Greek, it's interesting It's used in the New Testament as a life, as as a principle, but also life in the absolute sense. Talking about real life, not an existence, but real life. Not even talking about just taking up space here in the earth, breathing and and enduring the the things of life. He's saying it's a different life. It's a kingdom life. It's it's a life that's rooted in a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. He goes, "This this is the life. It's the life as God has it. It's the God kind of life. Amen? The same life that God has. Life as God has it. That which the Father in himself, the life that the Father has in himself, and which he gave to the incarnate Son to heaven himself. The life of the Father was made manifest through the Son. When Jesus came, he manifested the very heart of God, the love of God Amen. And the nature and the character of God. He manifested the life of God. So it, it, it was, he gave it to his incarnate Son, to heaven himself, and which the Son manifested in the world. In other words, Jesus, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. In him, in Jesus, dwell the, the fullness of the whole Godhead bodily. In other words, we have we have we can we can have an eyewitness through the gospels of what the heart of the Father is for us, and what the life that He desires to bring to us. Amen? He said, That which the Son manifested to the world, from His life, man has become alienated in the consequences of the fall. In other words, God's defeated the consequences of the fall for us. And of this life, men became partakers through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ who becomes the author to all who such as trust in him. Listen to this. And it was therefore said to be the life of the believer. For the life that he gives, he maintains. Amen. As we stay connected to the vine, he maintains that life. He's saying this life is the life that the Father has. This life is the life that the Father gave to the incarnate Son when he became man and dwelt among us. This life is the life that the Son put on display for the world. Amen. And this life is in the life of every believer who trusts in him. Amen. It flows down from the Father to you and I. I want us to understand. I want us to have the foundation this morning that God loves us with an everlasting love. God God has, has come to bring life for us to move and function in the life that He has for us. It's a quality of life that supersedes every other kind of life. It's the same life that God Himself has God who was made man and dwelt among us has that he put on display for the world and now it's the life of every believer. This is our heritage. That's what I've come to give you, he said. That word abundant, I like this. He says that they might have life. He didn't just stop there. And that they might have it more abundantly. (laughs) Not just life, but abundant like we, we serve an extravagant God who has no lack. You know, many times, and it's happening right now, <laughs> many times when, 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 we, when we hear a truth, we try to process it and internalize it with our natural minds. And it doesn't really have the impact that God wants us to have because it's a spiritual truth. It's the kingdom truth and the kingdom reality that we try to apply apply in the natural. And therefore, when we get done applying it, we're no different. Amen? That's why I pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation in this truth. Because when you get a revelation of the life that God wants to give us, it it, it radically will change our life. It will fill you with hope. It will fill you with the love of God. It will fill you with an appreciation for what God has done. Amen? And he said, I'm not coming just to give you life, but I want to give you life more abundantly. That word abundant means in the sense of beyond, superabundant, in quantity, or superior in quality. This, this abundant, this life, it, it, it's superior in, 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 in quality. By implication, it's excessive uh, as a noun, preeminent. And other translations, it's exceedingly, abundantly, above, more abundantly, advantage, exceedingly, very highly, beyond measure, more, superflu- uh, su- superfluous, and vehemently above. I mean, you can't get more descriptive. It's, it's hard to put into words the, uh, what, what abundant means here. Not just give you life, but life more abundantly. This is God's heart, purpose, and design for every one of us. This is where we're supposed to live. How many of you feel you're there? Close. Praise God. This is, this, this is our heritage. Living. Connected. Relationally, the things of God come through relationship. They're not just things that drop on us out of heaven. Amen. It's as we trust him and as we get to know him, he said, this this is my design for you and this is where I've purposed for you to live in abundant life. We had one here this morning that says they feel like they're close. The rest of you didn't respond. Makes sense. Both responses make sense, actually. What are some of the things that we run into that try to rob us of that life? What are some of the things that we face that are very real? I'm not minimizing them. They're very real. They're very real attacks. Sometimes the ferocity of the attacks is tremendous. That's why we need to understand the abundance of God's life and provision. We're going to just deal with one of those things this morning that I believe is one one of the things that's kind of the spirit of the age. The, the, The day that we live in in our culture. It's what more people are wrestling with than anything else that I know of in our culture right now, which can lead to many other problems and many other symptoms, uh, but its roots will be found in this. One of the main things the enemy does try to steal, he's trying to rob, trying to steal from us is our peace. It's our peace. If we, if we don't have peace, we're missing out on abundance. And I'm talking believers. I'm not just talking to unbelievers. I'm talking to believers. I read an interesting, or heard on a podcast, I think it was, or read an interesting statistic about America right now. They said at any time, pretty much in American history about 25% of the American people, they wrestle with depression or some sort of anxiety at some level. Depression or some sort of anxiety. And they said right now in America, that's up to 92%. That's got to include some believers. Amen? I'm not here to put anybody under condemnation, I'm here because God loves us, and He wants us free. Amen? I've been depressed. I've been through it. It's not fun. And, and people can say, well, just do this, and you won't be depressed. And just do this, and you won't be depressed. That doesn't work. <laughs> Amen? But one thing that I found is I hung on, to the Lord and refused to let go of Him and began to press into Him that things began to lift and things began to change. My circumstances didn't. The situation I was in probably got worse on a lot of fronts, but I began to change. The enemy wants to steal our peace Now, Jesus said in John 14 and verse 27, he said, peace, I leave you. He talked a lot about peace and demonstrated peace a lot. Peace, I leave you. My peace, I underline that in the scripture. My peace, I give you not as the world gives, do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. In other words, God's peace keeps us from our hearts being troubled and keeps us from fear. He said, there's a peace that I want to give you that's available, it's accessible, amen, through a relationship with me. Now, he said this in John 14. This was just a few hours before he was to be crucified. And remember when he he said, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe in me. He was telling his disciples this because their hearts were troubled. He had said he was leaving. He said he was going to be crucified. He said, Peter said, no, I won't let them do it. You know, I mean, they, they set themselves up to fail in their commitment to him. And yet he said, this is going to happen, but don't let your hearts be troubled. You're going to get through it. I'm going to bring you through. Believe in God, believe also in me. He was, he was in trying to encourage them and shore up their faith. He knew they were going to fall. He knew they were going to deny him. He knew they were headed for some rough time. And, and all the things that he had taught them, they were going to be confused about. They weren't going to understand. Why is, is, is our leader suddenly be taken from us? Why would the Father allow that? Why would God allow that? This was all flooding into their minds. We have it in the scriptures. We know they didn't. Amen? And this was was a very real torment to them that they they were living through. And Jesus decreed and he spoke something that they could hang on to. He said, listen guys, peace I'm going to give you. This is is a different peace. It's not like what the world can give. Worldly peace is when things are going good. Worldly peace is when there's... there's, uh, uh, a, a lack of, uh, of turmoil, or lack of offense, or lack of when, when the bills are all paid, and the job's going good, and the kids are good, and, and, and family, I mean, it, it's all circumstantial. Worldly peace, it's circumstantial. It's the absence of conflict in our life. Now, how many of us have every day absent from conflict? That's why worldly peace don't work. Amen. How many of you find yourself in conflict several times a day? See, God's... God's peace. Amen. You got some honesty over here. God's peace, amen, it, it works in spite of conflict. He said the, the peace I give you, it's a superior peace. It's a kingdom peace. It's a supernatural peace. It's not something you can work up. It's not something that you can just confess your way into. It's not something that you can... Can just uh, uh, simply know about in your mind. It's something that has to settle into your heart, into your spirit. It flows from my heart to yours. I'm making this available, and through that relationship with me, you will overcome every fear and every torment in your life. Doesn't matter about circumstances. You know, Jesus specializes in changing circumstances. I mean, just read the scriptures, all the people that faced impossible situations. They weren't impossible to him. It's it's a superior kingdom. He said, my kingdom is in the heavens, my throne is in the heavens, and my kingdom rules over all. In other words, the kingdom of God, the peace of God is a superior peace that we can't get any other place. And you can have it in 2021 right here, right now. I remember when I got diagnosed with cancer in my foot. And and, and that that word that everybody dreads flooded my heart. And I said, God, this isn't isn't where you want me to live. I'm going to stand in the peace that comes from you, and instantly it lifted. I've never had anything happen that fast. I mean, I went from headed into a real downward spiral into just total peace that made no sense. I got diagnosed with a tumor in my eye, cancer in my eye. During COVID, nobody could be in with me in the hospital. I'm sitting there. They gave me the news, and then you have to separate yourself while they... Set up for more tests. So I'm sitting in a hall all alone. Not going to be able to see anybody for probably three hours. And just this news, you've got a tumor in your eye. Ocular melanoma, cancerous tumor. And man, fear started to kindle on me. I'm just being honest. I got that word, and fear began to kindle on me. And I remembered the victory I had the first time. And I said, God, there's a peace for this. There's a kingdom peace for this. I don't have to understand what's happening. I don't have to understand why. I don't have to know why I'm going through this. I don't, I, but I know there's a peace that's available that I can live in right now. And God, I'm not leaving this chair until I have that peace. That took a little longer. It took me about 15 minutes. 15, 20 minutes, and I just focused on the Lord, just said, God, it's mine, it's my heritage. Thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but he can't take my peace. I've got to give it away. And I'm not giving it away. God, I want it back. It's mine, I want it back. I said those words, and I got it back. It isn't always easy. Sometimes it... it, it, it's, it's like the, the paradox of the scripture. Sometimes you've got to fight for peace. You've got to understand that you, you, you're fighting from another kingdom. But I know it's available. 92% of us wrestle with depression. In some sort of anxiety. No condemnation. It's a very real thing. What excites me is the power of the gospel to change it. You know, I hear a lot of people that have reached a point in their life they just can't wait for the Lord to come. <laughs> you know the, the the fear, the the peace that they've lost, and that and the, and they're looking around them and they look at the world and they wonder is there any hope? What are we going to be living in next year? What are we going to be living in two or three years from now? What where are we going? Just Lord Jesus come, <laughs> Amen. They got, they're not necessarily suicidal. They just want God to hurry up with things. And and I think it's it's good to have that kind of faith where we're anxiously awaiting the Lord's return. But one thing that I want to be careful of is that I don't have more faith for the Lord's return than the message that he gave us to set people free in the midst of their trouble. It's the gospel. It's the good news that Jesus Christ has defeated every foe. Amen. It's that he's come to give us life and life more abundantly. It's come, he's come and he's given us a peace, not that anyone else could give us. It's far superior that we can have in the midst of the most dire needs. Amen. He's come to deliver us from the chains of depression and the chains of oppression. He's come to deliver us from our fears and our torments. Are they real? Yes. Will the thief come and try to steal, kill, and destroy? Absolutely. He told us he will. But he said, don't forget the other end of the equation. I've come. And I've defeated the works of the enemy. Amen. And I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. Peace I give you, not as the world gives. Do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled. Well, neither let it be afraid. What's the first thing that happens when we lose our peace? Our heart's troubled. Fear sets in. And when fear sets in, it's a downward spiral. Amen? It's, it, it's a downward spiral. He said, no, listen, I've got a place where you can dwell. It's, it, it, it's a state of being in God. God's peace. It's not a formula. It's it's relational. It's knowing God and and knowing God's design and God's plan for every one of us is a good one. I know the plans that I have for you declares the Lord. It's not to harm you The thief is coming to steal, kill, and destroy. My plan's not to harm you, but it's to give you a hope in a future. I want to bless you. I've got a different design. Amen. I've got a different purpose. I've got a different plan. And I will enable you to walk in my peace when when, when, when nothing would recommend it in your life. He's not subject to this world. He's not subject to the things that we face. That doesn't limit God one bit. Not just the absence of conflict, but overcomes and abides through conflict. A peace but a peace that prospers every area of our lives. It's interesting, the Greek definition of peace, it, 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 I was excited when I began to study this, means to join, to join with the Lord. Peace, literally and figuratively, by, by implication, it's prosperity, to become one, Peace, quietness, rest, and to set it one again. In other words, we've been removed through fear. We've been removed through torment. We've been removed through anxiety. It's to set one again. God's peace that I'll set you right with me again. I'll bring you back, amen, to that place where, where you can have peace. I'll bring you back when it don't make sense, when it's, when it's beyond anything you can do on your own. I'll bring you back, and I'll set you in that place of peace. And this oneness that we enjoy will carry you. So the peace will prosper us in every area of our lives. A peace that overcomes depression, fear, torment, anxiety, stress, circumstances. And the unknown. A peace that brings rest to your spirit and soul. means rest. that will set us once again with the abundant life that the Lord has made available. I love this illustration in Mark, this story in Mark, true story, Mark chapter 4 and verse 35. You know, Jesus had a lot of teaching opportunities in boats. That's why I always want to have a boat. Amen? I got biblical precedent (laughs) to have a boat. He called four fishermen out of twelve. That's why I always want to fish. So you thought I was just carnal. I'm just having fun with you this morning. But I I just actually thought of that and I thought, you know, that makes sense. So I've been in the will of God for 15 years here. Amen. He taught a lot of lot of stories on boats. There was, there was a lot of teaching moments that would arise. One thing that, that you, could, you could say is a kind of a bittersweet thing with having the Lord with you in your boat. Because you're going to go through some things. Now, you're going to get victory. There's the sweet. But in this case, they were pretty glad he was with them. It says, Now on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, Let's cross over to the other side. Says to his disciples, now, did Jesus need a boat to cross over? No, he's, already, he's walked on the water. But he wanted to catch a ride with them. It was, it, 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 he, he was discipling them. He was teaching them. He says, so let's get, get, get in the boat and let's cross over to the other side. Now, did they have a word from God? They did, didn't they? He said, let's cross over to the other side. That's, that's the word of the Lord. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. Now, it isn't faith comes by hearing the word of the Lord. There's a difference. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of the Lord. In other words, hearing the word of the Lord and not responding to it, not mixing it with faith, won't prosper us. Hearing the word of the Lord, it, it, it might revolutionize our life, or it might not. depends on how we hear it, what kind of ears we're listening to. But faith comes by hearing, and the hearing comes by the word of the Lord. It's it's responding to the word of the Lord. So they said, let's cross over to the other side. They had a word from God that they were going to the other side. They had a boat. They had no reason to question that word from the Lord. It says, and when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. They took Jesus as he was. Isn't that nice? I wonder what he was like. You might have a you know, rough day ministering all the time. Maybe. You know, it's good to take Jesus as he is. Don't try to make him into our Jesus. You know, shape him, mold him, fix him up, dress him up to fit our theology. Now let's just take him as he is. It, trust me, that's where the peace is. So they took him as he was, and notice this, and other little boats were also with him. So they're still following him, He gets in the boat. He said, let us cross over the other side. I need a little break here, and let's separate ourselves. We're going to go to the other side. They took him in the boat. They let him him go with them, as he was. And now there's a lot of other little boats that's following them. It says, and a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. Now, these were fishermen. They spent a lot of nights at sea. They dealt with all kinds of weather conditions, and they were afraid. This was so bad that they were afraid. He was in the stern asleep on a pillow. Different realms of peace. (laughs) Now, he was in the same storm. He was in the same boat. He was with the same people. you hear what I'm saying? You're staying with me. He had the exact same environment as they all had, but he's asleep. Raves crashing. Number one, you see how tired he was to be able to sleep through that. How many of you can sleep through a storm like that? How many of you can sleep through a storm like that when the waves are coming over and covering you in the boat? Amen. Your pillow's getting soaked. You're getting soaked. And, 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 and the wind and the waves and all that. I mean, I've heard of water beds, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> Amen. And he, he said he was asleep in the boat. Why? He, there was a different rest that he was encountering. See, peace is rest. The peace and the life that the father had was manifest in the son. He was at total peace and total rest in a boat that was filling with water. Now, you don't hear much about it, but you got all these other little boats that must be going through the same thing. He was in the stern asleep on a pillow, and they awoke him and said to him, can you imagine being sound asleep, total rest, peace. Hey, Jesus. Hey. Don't you care that we're perishing? I mean, he could have rebuked them from waking a up. He could have rebuked. Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? That was their assessment and view and take on that situation. We're dying. This is life threatening. You ever been there? You feel like you're there now. This is life-threatening. Don't you care? Have you ever said that to the Lord? <laughs> I have. Lord, don't don't you care? Can't you see me? I mean, I I, I know you inhabit the heavens and the earth, and it and, and, and nothing can slip by your gaze, but. But why does it seem like the heavens are brass? Why does it seem like I'm getting no attention? Why does it seem like you're still asleep on the pillow? Amen? See, I think he liked being woke up. He liked the tenacity that, that they had when they went to the source. Don't you care that we're perishing? Well, the answer is yes, he does. And he arose, and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, listen to me, peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And then he said to them, why are you so fearful? What's the problem? Boat's sinking, wind's blowing, water's coming in. What's your problem? Teaching moment. How is it that you have no faith? What was the real problem? Was it the water? Was it the wind? Was it the waves? Was the boat filling? Or was it they had no faith? They had lost their peace, and with it went their faith. They had lost their identity. They had lost the reality of who they were with and who they were abiding with and it robbed them the thief came to steal kill and destroy it robbed them of their peace it robbed them being robbed of their peace robbed them of their faith robbed them of their prosperity that comes with the peace of God and it caused them to panic but notice what Jesus did he spoke And he said, peace. He spoke peace into the situation. He can speak peace into your situation right now. Whatever you're going through, whatever is difficult, whatever battle you have, amen, he can speak peace into it. Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? These are are the ones that turn the world upside down. This is how they learned. You know, we could get beat up and we can come under condemnation and the devil can just say, you're never going to mount anything. You turned your back on God. You didn't believe here. You fell there. You lost your peace. You're full of anxiety. You're battling depression. You're battling oppression. My goodness, you don't even know if you want to go on. And you think God can use you? Well, yes, he can. None of that registers on the meter of heaven against God's design and purpose for your life. But it's so real and I feel it. It's, it's overtaking my emotions. It's overtaking my mind. And we're going to talk about that. That's the battleground right there. And that's what determines what we listen to. Jesus said, listen, The problem is not the storm, the problem is your faith. The problem is that the enemy was able to rob you of your peace. He was able to rob you of your joy. You, You gave him your peace, you gave him your joy, you gave him your expectation, you gave him your hope because of this storm. After he had calmed the storm, spoke to the storm, said, Peace be still. And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Amen. Who can this be? See, their fear, there was a shift in their heart from a fear from the storm and their circumstances to a healthy, holy fear of the Lord. Who can this be? See, their heart was, who is this man? Who, who is he? You see, that's the right response when we're in trouble, when we're sinking, and when we're fearful, and we're battling with depression. God, i got to know who you are. God, I've I got to see your victory in here. God, I know that you've declared in your word that I can have life and more abundantly. You've promised me a peace That not like the world gives, it's not circumstantial, but I can have it because it comes from you. And you said the only way that we can lose that peace is if we give it away. Nobody can take something that God gave you, you can only give it away. Amen? And so, God, how do I abide there? How do I stay there? How do I keep that which you've given me? How does that deposit get into my life? And and remember all those other little ships that were around. See, their encounter with the Lord, their encounter with the peace of God, their encounter with the power and authority and anointing of God in that boat, I believe it benefited everybody in those other boats. What happens to you should benefit other people. Amen. What God does for you and the miracles and the things that we encounter in our life, they're not intended just for us. Amen. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. When you get free, when God sets you free, when God God delivers you from anxiety, depression, from fear, from sickness, from disease, whatever it is, when he delivers you, amen, that is to stir faith in other people to be delivered and freed from the same thing. Amen. And and I'm here to tell you that everyone qualifies for this. God's love is so much bigger than our mistakes. God's love is so much bigger than our condemnation. God's love is so much bigger than our attitudes and even our ability to fight. (laughs) It's interesting because the peace that there's, there's different variations of this piece that he used when he said, peace be still to the so- storm. It means silence, a hush. Properly, it means muteness or involuntary stillness. <laughs> I like that. Or an inability to speak. Figuratively, it means to be calm as quiet as water. He's got different levels of glory in His peace. Amen. He can quiet the storm in your life. He can bring stillness in your life. He can bring a peace that surpasses all understanding in your life. He can speak a word and everything's okay. Isaiah 26, we're going to close in just a couple quick verses here. In Isaiah 26, in verse 1, it says, In that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. I love that verse. God will appoint salvation for walls and bulwarks. He says, In that day, this song will be sung. It's prophetic of our day, it's prophetic of New Testament reality. The song, this song will be sung, we have a strong city, amen, we're not, we're not made to fight through things alone, amen, it, it's a body ministry, it's the body of Christ, Christ is ahead, with a the body, we're a many-membered body, everyone has different gifts, everyone has different t- talents, it's hooray for our side, amen, God doesn't want lone rangers, lone sheep, we have a strong city, everybody say that with me, we have a strong city, amen, we got to keep the we in the, vo- in, in the vocabulary here. We, us with him, we, us with each other, we have a strong city. It's impenetrable by the enemy. Amen. If we use the resources that, that God has given, he goes, and, and in that strong city, God will appoint salvation. That's why I talk about new covenant reality. Salvation, amen, shall be, it says salvation for walls and bulwarks. That's our defense. That's our protection. Amen. God says, "I'll raise. your salvation will be a wall of protection. It will be a bulwark around you. Amen. Your salvation, your trust in me, you're walking with me, the peace that I give you, the kingdom reality in your life. Amen. He goes, open the gates that the righteous nation which keeps the truth may enter in. I was going to preach a message on gates this morning. I, I can't go there now. We'll be here another hour. It says, he says, but you will keep him in perfect peace. Everybody say perfect peace. He's not just saying, I'll give you some peace. He says, I'll give you perfect peace. Amen. I'll give you life, not just life, but abundant life. Life more abundantly. He said, thou will keep him in perfect peace. Amen. Whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For in Yah, the Lord, is everlasting strength. How do we enter into perfect peace? We've got to elevate our vision over the storm, over the wind, over the waves, over the depression, over the, the, the reports from the doctors, over the things that would try to derail us and distract, and distract us from our peace. And we need to have our vision on Him and Him alone. Thy will keep Him in perfect peace, whose mind, there's the battleground, is stayed It's. Fixed on him. Amen. That will elevate your thinking over every obstacle, every fear that's trying to tear you down and tear you apart. Amen. This is how we, we, not just perfect peace. Thou will keep him. I'll keep him. It's your heritage. It's, it's, it, it, it's where you can dwell. It's where I can dwell. It's what's available to us. Amen. If we have the right mindset, if the battleground, amen, if, if, if God has victory in our battleground, in our thinking, in our mind, and, and we're able to elevate our thinking, our mind, our heart, our spirit over the circumstances on him. Trust in the Lord forever, for in Yah the Lord is everlasting strength. Philippians 4. I use this scripture a lot in counseling. I've seen a lot of people set free through it. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. (laughs) How many of you got that down? Don't get anxious. Be anxious for nothing. Not. Only be anxious for the big things. You can be anxious for the things that are beyond your control. You can be anxious for... No. That's not what it says, is it? It says, be anxious for nothing. Now, now, if he just said that, and that was the, the final... That was the period on this verse, I'd have a real problem with that. Be anxious for nothing. And he didn't give us a solution. He didn't give us an alternative. We all get anxious. I mean, if we're honest, if 92% of America is battling depression and anxiety, fear right now, I'd say we get anxious. And one thing that isn't in the scripture that, that will I, I'm just going to give you for advice that won't cost you a bit. Amen. If you're watching mainstream media... Your anxiety is self-inflicted. Shut it off. Amen? You're shooting a hole in your own boat. Then you're asking God to bail the boat out. Now, just eliminate that process. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. Nothing in everything. I I, I mean, I just love the way God communicates. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. He knows that the miracle sometimes isn't instant. He knows that sometimes there's a process, there's something that we have to make adjustments, we have to make shifts in our heart. In our, that leads to a shift in our thinking, amen, and, and, and being able to apply this kingdom truth to our life. He says, listen, be anxious for nothing but in everything. Replace that anxiety with prayer. If that isn't enough supplicate. Press in, amen. Do you, you, you remember the account when Jesus delivered the, 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 the man's boy that, that was demon-possessed? They brought him to his disciples, and the disciples couldn't deliver him. And they, they went to him. Now, they were the best at the time. <laughs> he had sent them out. He'd sent out 12. He'd sent out 7. He, what, to cast out devils, to heal the sick, open blind eyes, raise the dead. I mean, they were doing all that, but they run into this one boy they couldn't deliver. And so they went and they asked him why. They wanted to know. They were successful when he sent them out. They were functioning in these rooms. They were the best they, they, on the planet at that time, other than the Lord himself. And they couldn't do it. So they went to him. He said, Well, this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. But Jesus never, neither prayed nor fasted, he just cast out the devil. Why? Because he fasted into a lifestyle. We see him fasting earlier on before he even went into ministry. Amen? And he was tempted of the devil. 40 days, 40 nights, didn't eat, didn't drink. He had fasted into a lifestyle of supernatural power and victory and kingdom reality that came from the Father so that he could give true expression of the Father's heart all the time. Sometimes I think, and, 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 I, and I'm, not, I'm definitely not against fasting. We need to be fasting and praying. But we got to make sure we're fasting for the right reasons. Otherwise, it's just a hunger strike. God, I'm not going to eat till you do this. No, we want to be fasting into a lifestyle. Into, in, into, fasting is, is, is you're more hungry for the things you can't see than the things you can see. That's, that's when you're really fasting. God, I am so hungry for what I don't see. I'm going to sacrifice what I do see because I, I need this. I want to fast into a lifestyle. Amen? I don't know how I got off on that. It says, be be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer, supplication. Notice it says with thanksgiving. Now this can be tough. He's not saying, God, thank you for my depression. God, thank you for my anxiety and my fear. That's not what he's talking about. God, thank you that I didn't beat up. I'm the devil's whipping post. Thank you, I'm being violated every day. No. Prayer, supplication, thanksgiving. It's thanking God for the victory. It's thanking God that he's a God that hears the cry of your heart, that loves you with an everlasting love, that he's got the solution to this problem, that he's, he's got you on the fast track, amen, to freedom and deliverance amen it's it's thanking him that he can he can renew our minds and replace this negative thinking and this downward spiral that we're in amen and he can reverse that direction and cause faith to begin to rise up amen and enter and and cause us to enter into a peace amen that's in him and through that relationship it's thanking him not for your problems or your situations but that he's got the victory over it all Amen? Some people say, well, I can't thank God for this. Well, he don't want you to thank for the problem. That, that's, 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 that's worshiping the devil. No, it's the solution. It's the King of kings and Lord of lords that's due our thanksgiving. He says, Listen, this is what will happen. If we're anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication, that's a process... "...with thanksgiving let your request be made known unto God, and the peace of God..." Everybody say, "...the peace of God." It's It's not the peace of man, it's not the peace the world gives, it's not any other kind of peace. He said, "...and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus." Amen. There it is again. It's a, it's a new level. It's a superior peace. Amen. It's a supernatural peace. He goes, and that peace, when that's released in your life, it will guard your heart and it will guard your mind. Literally, that word guard, it's like set up a military guard. God wants to set up a, a, a special forces around your heart and around your mind to guard that peace that you've entered into. Amen. If we go, if we persevere in prayer, in supplication, with a heart of thanksgiving. In other words, we know that we're on the right track. God's got this thing. He said, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, supernatural peace, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. It's all in Him. It's all relational. Through Christ Jesus. That's what the prayer and supplication was cultivating in our life when we're we're pursuing Him. Then he says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, this, in other words, this, this is an activity that I'm going to get you to keep you in that mindset. This is where I want you to to re-acclimate your focus. Once you begin to enter into that peace, once I bring the deliverance into your life, once your mind is renewed, and transformed, and you're functioning in kingdom reality. He goes, now maintain that. How? By thinking on these things. Whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are noble. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of a good report. If there be any virtue, if there be anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. You tell me one negative word in there. No, he said, listen, keep your mind focused. Keep your heart focused on these things. He said, meditate on these things. The things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of what? Peace Peace. will be with you. The God of peace. That's his promise. He said, I'll be with you. We need to understand the power of God behind the peace that he's offering. Amen? There's... There's no one here this morning that's beyond that reach, that's beyond that touch. There's no one here that God does not love and want to have that kind of peace no matter what we're going through. I'd like to do a new survey in this church, (laughs) amen, after this message and i hope it's not going from 25 to 92% of people that have no peace that are battling depression and oppression and if you if this is real for you this morning and you're struggling with this i'm just asking you to give god a chance take the seeds that have been sown today get along with god And say, God, I I can't get there without you, but I'm coming to you. God, I believe it's real. I believe what I'm battling right now is not the design and the purpose that you have for my life. And I want to be free. Let's stand together this morning to have Pastor Pete come at this time, the worship team. The Bible says, He is our peace. And He's broken down every wall. And that's what we're believing for this morning. We're believing that God will break down every wall. Amen. Remove every obstacle. We're going to get Jesus off the pillow right now. Amen? In the storms of our lives. And we're going to say, Lord, do you care that we're perishing? And the answer to that is, yes, he does care. And God will begin to speak peace into your situation. He looked at the storm and he said, peace. Peace be still, storm quiet down, be silent quit your raging, quit taking over their minds quit tormenting them with fear and then the peace of God will flood our minds and our hearts amen can we just can we just close, I, I feel like there's a lot of, when the Lord changes a message and gives me another message it's usually for reason I mean I might miss it missed it before but I, re- I really feel that there's, there's a lot of people here today some of you have encountered this peace that I'm talking about but some of you are desperately needing it and you, you, you want that abundant life you want that supernatural peace that God is offering this morning. And there's grace for it right now. Amen? There's grace to apprehend. That's how we, that's the the bucket we catch anything in from God. It's His grace. Let's just close our eyes and lift our hearts toward heaven if if we could just for a moment. And if there's someone here specifically, you know, as we, as we engage God by faith and have an expression of faith where, where the hope that we've got this morning, amen, it, 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 faith will give substance to that hope if our actions follow that hope, amen, and, and, and faith will release the, the promises of God in and through our life. Sometimes we just got to surrender. You know, my brother preached a great message on surrender last week. I had a tremendous testimony. Someone just couldn't wait to tell me when I walked in the sanctuary. They heard some kids walking down the stairs last week, and one of them said, I've never surrendered like I surrendered this morning. Four kids got baptized. Not not all super young kids, We but four people got baptized because one got baptized one gauge got baptized last week and it led into four more God's doing something see that, that testimony released the faith in others to do the same thing and they couldn't wait didn't bring changes of clothes didn't bring anything with them they just had to get baptized amen so, sometimes you just gotta let go We just got to let go, amen, and watch the heart of God be released in your life, and His peace that surpasses all understanding become yours. So with every eye closed and every heart towards heaven, if you want God to break through in your circumstance, in your situation. Amen. Would you just lift your hands as an expression of faith, as a point of contact. Point of contact to the Lord this morning. Just lift your hands and your hearts towards heaven. I want to pray for you. Father, you see the hands that are lifted throughout this sanctuary. God, they represent hearts here this morning. Hearts that want to in spite of their circumstances in spite of the the ferocity lord god of the attack god on lives in spite of the attacks of the enemy god the thief that's trying to steal steal kill and destroy god they want your life and they want it more abundantly god they want a peace that surpasses all understanding and so God I'm asking this morning for every single person whose hands and hearts are raised before you today God that you would break through on every front God that that your peace that surpasses all understanding would be revealed to their hearts and their spirit God that there would be a fresh joy in their step God you said the kingdom of God it's righteousness it's peace it's peace Lord it's joy and the Holy Ghost And God, when the enemy steals our peace, he steals our joy. When he steals our peace, he robs us of our faith. And when he steals our peace, he steals our hope. God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we speak and decree peace. Over this congregation and those that are watching online. And God, we're asking, God, for, for a spirit of revelation to sweep through each and every heart, each and every mind here today. God, we're asking for the prosperity of your word. We're asking, Lord God, for a rest. We're asking for that quietness, God, of every other voice, every other circumstance, every other situation that's been exalting itself over the knowledge of God, we bring down those strongholds right now in Jesus' name and we release your peace, the peace that only you can give, God, in each and every heart and each and every mind here today. God, I pray that today would be a day of new beginnings. I pray that there would be manifestations of this peace throughout the day and throughout this coming week. God, that loads would be lifted off hearts, off minds, off shoulders, God. God, that there would be a rest. God, that there would be an accompanying rest from this peace, God, that you said that's what it brings, is rest. God, that you would, that there would be a rest whether circumstances change or not. God, that a confidence and a boldness would rise up in you. And God, I sense there's some circumstances that are going to change. God, you're speaking this morning that some have been battling certain circumstances. Because you've made the hard adjustment toward the peace of God, because you've laid it down, because you've surrendered, circumstances are going to begin to change in your situation. New life is being released. New levels of joy, peace. Amen. Transformation. Renewing of the mind. We thank you, Lord. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's close worshiping Him.